Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Have a seat. Good morning, Grace Point Church. Good to see all of you. Welcome to Game Day. It's one of my favorite Sundays of the year because this is when everyone is most hopeful, especially about football, because they believe this is the year my team is going to win until Tuesday when they realize just what kind of team they actually have this year. <laughs> this is game day Sunday. This is uh, uh, the Sunday where we, you're going to be able to see all of the ministries on display. In fact, in your program, there's a map for you. We're going to reference that in a little bit. kind of tells you where everything is. Dartmouth College did this study, and they wanted to see how people would react to what they're told. And so they gathered a group of, uh, a group of ladies, and they said, okay, we're going to put you in this job interview, and we're going to have you go in, and we're going to you know, interview you for, for, uh, for this position, but we're going to put fake facial scars on your face because we want to see if, if the interviewer is going to be biased towards you because of the scars that are on your face. And so they got the ladies together, they had a makeup artist come in, they did these scars, and they went out to the interview, they did the interview, they came back, they sat down with the people doing the study, and they said, you won't believe this. You will not believe, the it's disgusting, the bias that people have, because they, the, the ladies saw what they looked like before they went in the interview, so they had a really good, clear picture of their face. But here's what they didn't tell the ladies that were doing the interview, the people doing the interview. Just before they stepped in to do the interview, the makeup artist came and actually wiped the scars off of their face, unbeknownst to them. So when they went into the interview, it was their normal face. They had no scars. But because they were told, this is what you look like, because this is what they believed to be true about themselves, they walked in with a certain filter, and because of that filter, it jaded everything that, in that conversation and in that interview. I believe that we have that same kind of filter in our lives. In fact, I want to ask you a question this morning as we start. What do you believe to be true about yourself? I want you to think about that for a second, because you all have an answer. Every one of you has an answer. And I believe that there's some lies out there that we believe about ourselves. And this morning, I want to point them out, but I also want to talk about a truth that you may or may not know to be true about you. But it all starts here. What do you believe to be true about yourself? It's a tough question. It's a tough question. So I want to look at a couple lies, and then I want to look at the truth. Here's the first lie I want to look at this morning. Lie number one, you were assigned a destiny. You were assigned a destiny. Here's what I mean by that. You ever been given a nickname when you were a kid? Someone called you a name? Someone said something about you to hurt you? Or they thought it was funny or cute? Maybe someone said, you know, you're short or you're fat or you're dumb or you're not as good looking as your brother or sister. You're just like your mom. You're just like your dad. Teacher that's, that's frustrated with you, you're hyperactive. But we carry this. And the truth is, is that many of us, 
we're told something negative about ourselves, oftentimes when we were young, and then we carry that, and we do one of two things with that lie. We either spend the rest of our lives proving to that person and to ourselves that that is not true, that is not true about us, and we're going to prove you wrong, or oftentimes we just believe it. And we just kind of settle into this lie about ourselves. Well, I'm just, it's just who I am. I'm just destined to be this way. That's lie number one. You were assigned to destiny. Lie number two, you were promised an expectation. You were promised an expectation. Have you ever heard this phrase before? You can be anything you want to be. There's a lot of expectation that goes with that. I mean, you can be anything that you want to be. And, and, and here's, the, here's the truth about that. That's not true. You, you can't be anything that you want to be. Now, you can be something and dreams and goals. Yes, all of that is fantastic. But to say, I, you know, you can be anything that you want to be, what happens is, is that oftentimes it can become this, this self-indulgent, I'm going to pursue all these things and I'm going to do all this stuff. And by pursuing everything, we arrive at nothing. Because we never get to the thing that we want to be. I'll give you an example. Today, um, if I just said, okay, I want to be a surgeon. I'm, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to go to medical school. I'm going to be a surgeon. The next time you see me, probably be in the operating room. But here's the problem. I don't like goo. <laughs> Mostly, I don't like human goo. I don't like, and like, I didn't even watch my own kids be born. Like, I don't, I don't want to see goo. It's, just, it's, it's not my thing. In fact, I, I say this, and I know someone's going to do this, but it's true. If you have a scar, if you have a broken bone story, or you want me to see your x-ray, the, no. No, I don't. No. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear the story. I turn my head away on the fake medical shows on TV. No. no I don't want, I don't, I'm not a goo person. This, this is not my thing. Human goo, not so much. So I don't work in children's ministry. I just, mm, there's a lot of goo that goes on. I, this, is, this is not my thing. But if I just said, well, you know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to be a surgeon. Do you want me to be your surgeon? I mean, can you, can, can you imagine? Right before they put you under the anesthesia, you see me. You know, like I'm... I'm Point me to where I'm supposed to cut. Somewhere over there. Like you'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. I don't want that, that. No, I don't want that guy. You know what would even be funnier? Barry has mentioned that he's, he's not crazy about blood. So if, like, if Barry's like, hey, Kevin, I'll help you. I'll quit my job. We'll go in this. We'll be partners together. Could you imagine? Your surgery would start like this. First cut, Barry would see the blood. He would pass out. And I would be doing the rest of the surgery like this. It would not go well for anybody. Here's the thing. For me to go, well, I, you know, I just, I, I just want to, I just decided I'm just, I'm just going to do that. We're seeing that unravel in our society where people are chasing everything and they're arriving at nothing. But here's the good news today. Just as there's two lies that are out there, some of you even today have been told this lie and you're leaving things about yourself and you might even be frustrated a little bit about your life. Here's the truth that I want you to know. It's super important. You were made on purpose for a purpose. You were made on purpose 
for a purpose. Now, before you go, wait a second, I thought I was in church. Am I in some self-help seminar? <laughs> You're like, what? Well, are we going to chant? No. no we're, look, I'm going to show you in the Bible. Don't take my word for it. Let me show you how God sees you and how God feels about you. Let's break this down. First thing, you were made on purpose. Psalm 139 verse 14 says this, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm going to stop right there. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, for some of you, you look at that and you go, oh, fearfully, yep, I see myself in the morning. Yikes. Like, I am fearfully made. Let me tell you what this word means. This word fearfully means awesome. Awesome. You guys got real quiet. You're awesome. You, maybe no one's ever told you that before. You are awesome. You are fearfully made. God looks at you and goes, my creation, awesome. You are fearfully made. And not only are you fearfully made, you are wonderfully made. That word wonderfully means distinguished, unique. There's only one of you. And don't go too far down this rabbit hole, but think about this. In, in, the, in the history of humankind, from Adam and Eve to present day, there has never been, there will never be anyone like you. And that's not me talking, that's the Bible. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You were made on purpose. So if there's things about you like, eh, okay, or you, know, you wish you looked a different way, or you wish you did this, or you know, you've, you've got some stuff going on in your life, why did God make me this way? Why am I, why come, how come both my ears don't work the same way? How come my eyesight's the way that it is or whatever? Look, all I know is, is that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That God is the, God made you. Genesis chapter one, verse 27 says this. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. The reason that we are awesome, the reason that we are distinguished is because we were created by a holy and awesome God, and we reflect his image. So the next time you start talking smack about somebody about the way they look, just understand that you are reflecting the God of the universe. Because that's who made that person, and that's who made you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. The verse goes on, wonderful are your works, my soul knows it very well. That word knows means to be knowledgeable of something in reference to personal experience. I'm, I'm going to come back to that in a minute. What does it mean to, to know that about yourself? Because you're like, ah, I, I, don't, I don't really think this, believe this to be true. Okay, so you were made on purpose. Here's the second part. For a purpose. Psalm 139, verse 16. The Bible says, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Here's what this means. When you were doing the backstroke in your mom's womb, when you were floating around in the, the goo, okay, God was writing your story. Friends, let me, let me catch that. God was writing your story. That when you were being formed in the womb of your mom, God was looking at your life, and he knew the days that were ahead. He knew who you were going to be. He was writing down your story. 
you want to mess with your head a little bit, somewhere in your story, God knew that you were going to be here today in church in this, in this moment right here and now. God wrote that story while you were in your mother's womb. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And what I love, what I love about this, this formed, here's the reference. It, it's in reference to um, uh, a potter and clay, meaning that if you've ever seen someone make pottery, it starts out this just kind of lump of, you know, this just thing. But the potter knows what this is going to be, this beautiful artwork that is going to be formed out of this lump of clay. That is how God sees us. God writes the story of our lives. You were made on purpose for a purpose. I need you to hear that. You were made on purpose for a purpose. God in his wisdom made you and has a plan for your life. One of my favorite quotes, I I came across this recently. I use it all the time. I I love this quote because it's so true. Mark Twain said this, the two most important days in a person's life are the day you were born and the day you understand why. We got the day you were born part down. We're alive, we're breathing. But for so many people, they don't understand this part. But Psalm 139 says that I was made on purpose for a purpose. All right, Kevin, so I got it. I'm made for a purpose. So how, how do I figure that out? I mean, like, you've, you've told me this. You've given me this new truth that I didn't know about myself. So how do I figure that out? Well, I think there's a couple steps that we go through. I think the first one, the most important one is this. Step one is believe that you were made to have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Look, God, the creator of the universe, made you. And because God is perfect and holy, and, and Cal, excuse me, for example, I am not, just ask my wife, I am not perfect and holy, there's a gap between me and God. But God loves me so much that he sent his son Jesus Christ to fill the gap. That's why the cross is so important. Um, Romans 6.28 says, uh, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. That, that through Jesus, I can have a personal relationship with God immediately. It is a free gift. And of course, if, look, if, if God has a purpose and a plan for your life, of course he would send his son. Of course Jesus would die on the cross for your sins. He's the only one that could. Of course God would want you to accept this free gift of salvation because he loves you, because you were made on purpose for a purpose. But he's not going to force that on you. And the beautiful thing is, is that right here, right now, in this moment, you can begin a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. You just have to ask. It is a simple request, God, I want this free gift of salvation that that Kevin's talking about right now. I, I I I want this. Jesus, you're the only one that can give it to me. Come into my life and save me. Forgive me of my sins. And the Bible says immediately you are a child of God. That your future is forever sealed because of Jesus. Romans 10, 9, and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
You want to know what your, your, your purpose is for your life? You want to know how, why God made you the way that he made you? It starts there. Begin with a personal relationship with God. Everything starts there. Step two, grow in that relationship with God. Grow in that relationship with God. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, John 10, 10, Jesus says, I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly. That first word, life, is talking about salvation, what I just referred to. Salvation through Jesus Christ. Have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. But then he goes on and says, have it abundantly. I never quite figured that out, and I, did, I, I, I looked into it, investigated it a little bit. Here's what that word means, abundant life. It doesn't mean you just get saved over and over and over again. It's, it's different. It's a reference to um, being overwhelmed with something, as in like, um, like if you asked me, if you said, hey, hey, Kevin, can I have a quarter? If you're like, hey, Kevin, can I have a drink of water? And I grabbed the fire hose and said, buckle up, and here we go. Like, that's, that's what it means. This overwhelming, like, oh, my word, it's more water than I could even imagine or, or take in. And Jesus goes, yes, that's what I'm talking about. That's the life that you can have right here and now. There's too many people that think, oh, you know, well, I'll be close to Jesus when I, when I get to heaven. Yes, that is true. But you don't have to wait. <laughs> you can do that now. You can invest in that relationship now. Pastor Barry and, and TJ over the last several weeks both did great messages on self-feeding. What does it look like for you to grow in your relationship with God? That it's more than just coming on Sunday morning, which is important. Coming on Sunday morning is important. But look, right now, what you are learning is, is based on what God is saying through me to you. And there's more to it than that, meaning that you go home and you read the scripture and you look at what God's trying to say to you. But again, that's something that you and I have to invest in. It's something that you and I do. Grow in that relationship with God. I've seen, I've seen so many people that just get stuck in that part. That they, 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 salvation, and then they just kind of, they're like a cork just bobbing around because they don't really know how to move forward. And that's part of the reason why Grace Point Church is here, is to partner with you to help you move forward, but you learning to be a self-feeder and moving forward. Step number three, live out your purpose from God. Live out your purpose from God. One of the cool things mentioned in the New Testament, the Bible says that when we begin this relationship with God, and I don't understand it, I, but I, I just know it's true. I've seen it. It's, it's just kind of this weird, cool thing that God does. When we begin a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, not only do we have eternal salvation, but the Bible says that God gives us a spiritual gift. In the New Testament, there's like 27-ish listed. I, don't, I personally don't think it's an exhaustive list. But there's a, 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 a spiritual gift, and it usually goes along with how you're wired, like what you like to do. I, I remember growing up in church and just going, oh, spiritual gift. Like, I know it's, it's going to happen. I'm going to be some missionary on the backside of nowhere and eat bugs like John the Baptist. Like, ugh, I don't want to sign up for that. Well, no, that's, that's not just like I don't like goo, and God's not calling me to be a surgeon because I'm not wired that way. But God has called us, and God has wired us a certain way, and those spiritual gifts line up with that. I'll give you an example. Somebody has the gift of service. Right? I just love helping people. How can, how can I help? How can I help? And then that person is wired and says, I love to drive my car. I drive my car. I love it. It's like I just I zen out in my car. It's just amazing. I just, you know, I love it. It's just, it's just great. 
Well, here's the deal. We, we have this ministry here, Cookie Crew. We deliver cookies to, to visitors, brand new people that come to Grace Point Church. We need drivers to take the freshly baked cookies and deliver them to the house. So for someone that has a spiritual gift of serving and loves to spend time in their car, ta-da, there it is. God can line those things up. Maybe you have the gift of mercy. God bless you. You have the gift of mercy. And God has also gifted you to, to be around. Like, I love little kids. I hold babies. I'm like a baby whisperer. You know, I hold babies. And just, they just go, they go to sleep, right? Well, go serve in the nursery. Because by you using your spiritual gift the way God has wired you, you can go down there and help babies be quiet so mom and dad can come up here and hear from the Lord. But if we sit here and we don't, do, we don't engage with God, what God has called us to do and what God has wired us to do, everybody misses out. Because I miss out on the blessing and so do the people that are on the other side of what I'm doing for the kingdom of God. That's a lot about what today is all about. 1 Peter 4.10 says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. You go, I don't know where to start. Spiritual gift sounds, sounds great, Kevin. I don't know where to start. How do I move forward? I'm glad you asked. In your program, I want to show you something. We have this thing called church membership. Now, this is not some kind, we're, we're not selling timeshares here. You're like, oh, okay. No, hear, hear me out on this. You, I don't care if you join Grace Point Church or not. I, and this is true, it's true. If God's called you here and you want to join, fantastic. We would love to do I think this is a great place. But here's what you are going to learn in the membership class. We've redesigned the, the, the class for this specific purpose. You're going to you go take a spiritual gifts test. And we talk through, okay, this is who Grace Point is. This is what God has called us to do as a church. Here's you. Here's your spiritual gift. Here's the ministries that God has at Grace Point Church. And here's how potentially you could line up with what God has gifted you to do and help Grace Point Church move forward in what God has called our church to do. It's a really, really cool process. We're so serious about this that we've added a midweek class in two, three days on Wednesday. And we're going to feed you. It's at 6 o'clock. If you want to sign up for it, awesome. And by the way, my paycheck does not increase whether or not you sign up. It doesn't matter. But we're serious about this because we want to see you move forward in your relationship with God. We want to see you exercise what God has wired you to do here at Grace Point Church. You can scan one of these and you can sign up right now. Literally where you're sitting, you can sign up for the, uh, sign up for the class. See, the truth about you is that God has made you on purpose for a purpose. I believe that in my heart. I believe with all my... I, it's true. God has made you on purpose for a purpose. But here's what's also true about you. God has called you to Grace Point Church for a purpose as well. That if you're here in this season of life and you're, you're a regular attender and you come into Grace Point Church, there's a reason for that. There's a purpose behind that. That God wants to use you. Because here's, here's the deal. All of us at some point are going to leave Grace Point Church. Right? We're either, God's going to move us we're going to go home to glory? I don't know. Jesus is going to come back, but there will come a day, if Jesus doesn't come back, that all of us are going to be gone from Grace Point Church. Other people will come in. While I'm here, what does God want to do through my life? Because I'm here for a purpose. It's not just random. I'm, I'm not just filling a seat. God has me here for a purpose. Well, if God has me here for a purpose, wouldn't it be great to find out why and engage in it? How different would Grace Point Church B, 
if the people that are here, I think everybody's like, man, I'm doing what God has called me to do. Coming to church on Sunday morning would feel different. I'm doing what God has called me to do. How different would your neighborhood be, your workplace be, if you figured out God has made me on purpose for a purpose, I'm figuring out what that is. I'm gonna view my neighbors differently, I'm gonna view my coworkers differently, I'm gonna view the world differently because I'm living in the purpose that God has made for me, for my life, to impact other people for the kingdom of God. How great is that? That can happen. All you need to do is take a step towards God. And in just a minute, we're going to do, have an opportunity to do that. In fact, we're going to end our service very, very differently than how we normally do it. In just a minute, I'm going to pray. The lights are going to come up. Music is going to start. And, and you can go. And look, by the way, if you have a place to go and you're leaving, the doors aren't locked no one's going to shame you for walking out. You didn't sign up for something? Come on. No, we're not going to do that. This is, look, the Holy Spirit's the one that moves in people's lives. But I'm going to tell you a couple of things that I think are important. If you need to grow in your relationship with God, if you're like, hey, I'm in this spot right now where I, I, I'm dry. I don't know how to study the Bible. I don't know how to be a self-feeder. We've got great classes for you to sign up. You can go, you can join a life group. There's men's things for men, there's things for women. There's all kinds of ways that you can learn how to personally engage in your relationship with God. And it's literally all in one spot today for your convenience. That's what that map is for. Like, you know what? I, I, I need to exercise what God has wired me to do. Well, if you don't know how, I already told you, go to the church membership class. You can, we'll show you at least your spiritual gift and how God could potentially use it here at Grace Point Church. But for some of you, you know what your gifting is. You know what you're wired to do. You just need to engage in that ministry. Do it. Do it. And, and look, not for our benefit as a church, although that is true, for your benefit. What God has wired you to do. This week as I'm preparing for this message, I'm asking myself this question. Because I got to tell you, there's days... <laughs> where you want to mail it in. True story. But here's what's also true. The frustration that we feel sometimes in our lives and feel like we're not going anywhere could very well be because we're not engaging in what God has called us to do. And what I'm learning, the more that I grow in my relationship with God, and by the way, I'm still learning a lot about my relationship with God. Say, God... I feel like I know how you've gifted me. I feel like you, I know what you're wiring me to do. God, give me the courage to do what you're calling me to do. A couple years ago, um, we were in a life group. My, my wife and I were in a life group for years. We've been in a life group a long, long time. We just felt like God was calling us to do something different. And it was hard because we had to tell our life group, hey, look, we're not going to be part of this life group anymore. We love you. Still engage with these people. Love them. God's calling us to do something else. God moved in our hearts to start a different life group. We have a young adult life group. And, and I can tell you, my wife will tell you the same thing. We have experienced new fruit. We've experienced new, we've experienced relationships and things that have just been so special to us that we would have missed if we had just sat and said, nope, I'm in a life group. 
I'm doing, you know, I'm going to do this. But we knew what God was calling us to do, and we did it. What's God calling you to do? Because it's something. Maybe you need to get in a life group. Maybe you need to host a life group. Maybe you need to jump into security. Maybe you need to go help in children's ministry or student ministry. Or jump into all the other things that are going on here. Worship and tech. There's all kinds of things. God has called you here to Grace Point Church for this season of your life. And you are made on purpose for a purpose. And we know that to be true because we believe God's word is true. Maybe it's time to take a step towards something. I don't know what that is. That's the Holy Spirit's job. But I've been praying like crazy this week and there's a bunch of people that have been praying like crazy this week for this moment in your life. So I'm going to pray. And I'm going to ask you to listen to what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. And then do it. Do it. Is it terrifying? You better believe it. Yes. I'm not going to soft sell it. Yes. But I promise you, a year from now, you're going to feel a lot different about today than you do in this moment right now. Because you're going to see what God has done in and through your life because you were made on purpose for a purpose. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for letting us live in this moment together right now. God, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around, but as you were writing all of our stories, all of our stories were interwoven today for this moment. God, I pray that you will do what only you can do. I pray, Father, for the the person today that doesn't know you, that today is the day they say yes to you, that that they start there. For those people that they need to grow in their relationship with God, they're they're just kind of floundering. I pray that today, Holy Spirit, they listen to you and they move forward. God, for others who, they, they know what they're supposed to do, they've just been afraid to do it. Give them the courage to take a step towards what you're calling them to do. Oh, God. You are doing something special here at Grace Point Church. Move in the hearts of lives of people as only you can do. And we will be careful to give you all the praise and the honor and glory because you made us on purpose for a purpose. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Have a great day, guys. See ya.